Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Hey guys, my name is Ed and welcome to Film Attack, a non-spoiler review series on the Film Effect Network where we take all things film to the full effect. This week we're going to be doing something different with this episode. Uh, normally, uh, these are quick 15-20 minute episodes covering films that are just released, usually in theaters, but I figured with it being July, we're at the halfway point of the year. Uh, I'm just going to go down my top 10 of the year so far and just cover that. Uh, not going to be, you know, a typical review episode. I'm just going to go down my top 10. I have a special guest in my daughter, Madeline. She'll be coming on to the show a little bit later to give out her top five, I believe she did for us. Uh, top five, I think she put that together, either a top 10 or a top five, but I'm pretty sure it's the latter. Uh, and yeah, so we're going to do that with this episode but before we get into that just want to let you guys know that our ever-growing collection of previous episodes can be found on itunes spotify google or wherever else you enjoy your favorite shows uh you can check us out on our website at podpage.com slash the dash film dash effect dash podcast that's the film effect podcast with dashes in between all the wording um if you want to access our socials directly, we're on Facebook and Instagram at the Film Effect Podcast. We're on Twitter. Uh, we're actually most active because I handle the for the most part. I do the social medias, and I'm on Twitter more than anything else. So the handle there is Film Effect Pod. Uh, sorry, at Film Effect Pod. And uh, yeah, I, I we have a lot of fun there. Just last week, I posted a monthly poll. Asking what everyone's favorite 2011 films were. I gave four listings and I told them that the winning film would become an episode next month. And I just got the results this morning. And that being said, we are going to be covering Contagion next month. Because that won the poll. It was out of that, Your Next, Drive, and uh, Crazy Stupid Love. So yeah, again, Contagion won the poll. We'll have another one posted at the beginning of August. And yeah, that'll be fun. So at the first of every month, we'll be doing a weekly poll. I'm sorry, a monthly poll. And the winning film gets covered the following month. So um, normally we have new episodes on Mondays, but my recording date was scheduled for this past Saturday. And I decided to surprise my daughter Madeline with a trip to Six Flags Great Adventure in New Jersey. Uh, it's not often that we're up that way. I was actually going to New York City to pick her up um, from her mother. She was on vacation in Boston, and she had to come home early for summer school. So I figured on the way home, I would surprise the little girl with a trip to Six Flags and just to see the expression on her face when... Because I didn't tell her anything. I just picked her up, and I mean, her mother knew. Just picked her up and went directly to the park. She doesn't know the area, so she didn't know where we were going. And once she saw that sign, it's just, it's worth it. If you're a parent, you understand. Um, if you ever get the chance to be a parent, you know, surprise your kids. Do it as much as you can. Because it's, it's just, it's the best feeling in the world. Just seeing that expression on their faces of joy and happiness. Something that they had no idea was coming. So that's what we did. Uh, 
Unfortunately, the, the, the two main coasters in El Toro and the Jersey's Jersey Devil, I think that's what it's called. Brand new coaster. Couldn't ride it. Closed. Both of them. So disappointed. So disappointed. But we were able to get a few rides in a row when the world's tallest roller coaster came to Ka because it was down for the first part of the day. But once they finally opened it up to riders, we just happened to be right there. And we got on, rode twice in the front and once in the back and called it a day. Very crowded, uh, but it was still very fun. And again, I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. So had a lot of fun yesterday. It was well worth holding the point break recording to tomorrow so that's what we're doing recording point break tomorrow expect that episode later on this week if i were a betting man i would expect it on thursday but would not be surprised if i wait till friday to release it so next week we will be covering the goonies in honor of the late richard donner um i kind of i i, I kind of hinted towards it on the slc punk episode but we're actually going to do it my brother's getting involved, so he'll be back on the show doing it with us. Um, of course, Sean will be there with us, and yeah, it'll be fun. So look out for the Goonies next week, and later on this week, point break for the 30th anniversary. In the meantime, guys, let's start the top 10. Here we go! Number 10. All right, so the little things with Denzel Washington, Jared Leto, and Rami Malek which was released on HBO Max and also in theaters at the end of January. Uh, check out previous Film Attack episode on said film uh, for my more in-depth review. More than It's not really in-depth, but it's it's. I'm going to be covering, I'm just going to be glossing over these movies. So if you want to hear more thoughts on the little things, check out that episode. Uh, I did it back in February, February, sometime after the film came out, like right after it came out. So yeah, check that out. Number nine. So, Wrath of Man is a film with Jason Statham, and it is also the second of Guy Ritchie's kind of back-to-back return to film, um, more independent film, sorry, rather, uh, after doing the last, spending the last decade or so doing studio films, uh, the release of last year's Gentleman and Wrath of Man here. It's an excellent way to bring him back into the fray. I'm so happy he's back doing the films that, you know, he was known for. So, Wrath of Man is no exception. I had fun with it. Not his best material, but it's still a fun, enjoyable film. Number eight. So, Willy's Wonderland is Nicolas Cage's latest little romp. His little series of just, I don't even know how to describe this man and this, this, whatever this is that he's been doing for the last decade or so. These films that he's been doing, this, uh, Color Out of Space, um, Mom and Dad, there are so many, and he's got one coming out called Pig. I'm not sure how this man chooses the work that he does, but I'm willing to bet He's playing us. I'm willing to bet it has something to do with he's it's he's he's gotta be on to something. He's Nicholas Cage is I don't know, it just doesn't make any sense. He's a former Academy Award winner. Um he had a fucking hell of a career in the nineties and aughts. And then something happened and he just started doing stuff like Willie's Wonderland. But hey, I can't knock it too hard. It's on my top ten for the you know, for the year so far, so yeah, check it out when you get a chance, guys. Willie's Wonderland. Um, don't check it out for the man's dialogue because he doesn't utter a single word in the film. Minor spoiler. So, number seven. 
So Spiral from the Book of Saul is a return to the Saul franchise that became very popular in the mid-thousands. Kind of resurrected back from the dead thanks to Chris Rock who had an idea and he brought it to Daryl and Boozman's attention. And one thing led to another and now we have a new Saul film which is kind of a reintroduction slash rehashing slash sequel straight up if you want to call it that. Um, while the film itself had mixed reviews from members of the community, from the genre, from members of the genre community and critics all alike, uh, personally, I, don't, I, I think I said, because I, previous episode, Film Attack, did it on this, so for more in-depth thoughts on that movie, check out that previous episode, uh, but in the meantime, I think I said in that episode that I would put this kind of in the middle, closer to the higher tier, um, in the rankings overall, and, after seeing it a couple times since that recording, my thought holds up. Number six. So Judas and the Black Messiah is a film that came out in February in, in, in conjunction with Black History Month. It tells the story of Fred Hampton, um, who was the chairman of the Illinois chapter of the Black, Pan, uh, the Black Panther Party. Um, it's a biopic taking place in the late 60s. Of course, is William O'Neill, the FBI informant, who played a role in his story. Uh, he's played by Lakeith Stanfield, who I'm a big fan of, uh, by the way. Lakeith Stanfield, that man's been on a roll for the last five years, pretty much since Get Out, and it hasn't stopped since. I mean, uh, you blink and the man puts out, you know, a, a stunning performance. It's not like he's putting out crap. I think Lakeith Stanfield is one of our best new actors in, in the industry. And Daniel Kaluuya plays Fred Hampton in the film as well. Uh, won the Academy Award for his performance, um, earned it. Great film, highly recommended. Was planning on doing a film attack on this. Unfortunately, when things turned around, I wasn't able to get it out in time. So in the meantime, uh, check it out. Judas and the Black Messiah, that is definitely my number six. All right, so before we get into the top five, I told you guys at the top of the hour that I had a special guest in Madeline, and guess what? She is here. What's up, kiddo? Hi. You got to speak up. All right. So for those of you who do not know, my daughter here, Madeline, um, her and I had a show last year uh, called Mad Dad Movie Review. That's kind of how I jumped in the whole podcast game. Is a show that we started um, kind of like Film Effect, but not as, I don't know how to describe it. Deep. Yeah, deep. Good. good that's good. Um, so, yeah, um her and I got together recently, and we have both decided that we are going to bring back Mad Dad Movie Review. Uh, check out the Facebook for that one. That's where I posted the announcement. We even did a little We're Back episode. Um, I'll, I'll post the link in the notes for uh, that podcast. But uh, that's going to be a bi-weekly podcast, her and I. It's kind of the reason why I had her on for this episode is to kind of announce together like, hey, we have this show that we're also doing. It's called Mad Dad Movie Review. We're back. Check us out. What's the first film we're covering, by the way? Because our, our first episode <laughs> back is going to be next week. What are we covering? I'll let, I'll let you pick it. <laughs> Maze Runner. Are we doing all three of them? Yes, we are. All right, all right. So the first three episodes are going to be on based on the, the Maze Runner franchise. Films, all three, I've never seen a day in my life before. <laughs> so it's going to be very interesting. 
It's not going to follow the same format as Mad as as Film Effect. We're not going to be doing doing a plot by scene by scene plot breakdown. Um, we're just going to incorporate more categories to kind of get the conversation flowing, and we have ideas, and hopefully they stick, and hopefully the film, um, hopefully the show kind of takes off the way it did last year because we were on a roll last summer um last fall i should say and uh i miss it i miss mad dad it's kind of half the reason why i wanted to bring it back so that being said we're in the top five i told you to bring a top five list to the party what's your number five kiddo moxie what is a moxie never heard of this movie (laughs) never ever heard of this film before Um. in my life what is it I know it's on Netflix, so I believe it's a Netflix original. It came out in 2021. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. And I first watched it with my great-grandparents because I wasn't interested in it. But then I found out, like, the meaning of the movie, and I really liked it. It's about, like, they're doing a a protest on women and how they get... And how guys can get away with more stuff than they can. And how guys can wear, like, be shirtless in school and girls can because they'll get yelled at or something like that. And okay, I really like that meaning and I put it as top five because you good. don't see movies like that all the time. Alright. I like it. I like it. My number five is going to Those Who Wish Me Dead, a film that I have talked about on the show right after it came out and I watched it, I believe, for that episode's weekly recommends. Don't ask me what episode it was. I can't remember what the film was itself. But I, I did previously recommend this film. Um, I love this movie. Taylor Sheridan really put together a well-crafted film that felt, it took me back to the 90s. This movie felt like those old school action 90s films that I grew up loving, like your Con Airs, your Firestorm was a big one that reminded me uh, watching this movie because of the whole firefighting aspect and the and the, 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 the forest burning down. Reminded me of that movie Firestorm with Howie Long and Scott Glenn. You know you've seen it, guys. And yeah, this movie, John Bernthal shows up and just wrecks every scene he's in. I love that guy. Cannot get enough of him whenever he shows up in a movie. You know it's a good one. So yeah, those who wish me dead. Uh, Angelina Jolie, welcome back to the party. What's your number four? A Quiet Place 2. Because I have never seen the first Quiet Place, but I saw The Quiet Place 2, and it kind of summoned up somewhat of the first movie, and I just really liked it, because I saw it with you, my dad, and I also saw it with my best friend, Chloe, and it was just a, like, really meaningful at the time, because usually I don't do that. But the movie itself, though, yeah. what do you think of the film? Like, yeah, the movie itself, I really liked it because, like I said, it really summed up the first one. So if you haven't seen the first one, I mean, I'd still see it instead of jumping to the second one. But it, I, I really liked it because I'm not used to watching movies like that. You know, like I'm yeah. not used to there being a random monster and you have to be quiet. It's it's different. It's an original concept. Mm-hmm. That's why I like it so much. Number four. So Godzilla vs. Kong was a roller coaster ride. It was such a fun popcorn flick. 
Um, I love seeing the aged Kong after seeing him previously as a younger version of himself in uh, Kong Skull Island. Uh, this Kong, he is a beast. I love how the film focuses on him. I think the film actually opens with a little piece on him. He's like walking around, day in a life, scratching his ass, taking a bath. And yeah, it the the the, the effects are stunning. My boy Adam Wingard, who directed this movie, I'm so happy for that guy and all the places he's been going as a as a filmmaker. Um, this is just the cream of the crop for him. The effects looked amazing. The film itself was just so much fun. Uh, the lighting, it was so beautiful, especially in 4K. So yeah, um, Godzilla vs. Kong for sure. Alright, we've reached the top three. The cream of the crop. The best of the best. What you got for number three? Tom and Jerry. <laughs> oh, wow. Because mm-hmm, I, I really like Tom and Jerry. I've always liked the show. Wait, when did you see Tom and Jerry? Uh, when it came out on HBO Max. Oh. Mm-hmm. I saw it with Mom, Zoe, and her friend and all of them. Yeah, um, I've always been a fan of Tom and Jerry, especially because Pop liked it. So Pop always watched it with me. <laughs> As with Caillou. But... <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> don't get me started on that little asshole. <laughs> but I, I just really like Tom and Jerry, and I like how... They changed it from Tom and Jerry being in a house to them being in the big city. And I just, I really liked it. Oh, yeah. Bringing old school characters to the big city. Never seen that idea before. So original. <laughs> no, I just, I really liked it. Because it, it was funny. And like... <sighs> no, I'm not, I'm, yeah, yeah. not going to sit here and tear on a movie, especially when I've never seen it before. <laughs> um... I'll get around to it eventually, but I, I, to be honest with you, I didn't know this was an actual movie until it came out, and I saw it on HBO Max, and I'm like, what the hell? It actually did come out, so good on them. Number three. Many moons ago, a nameless evil was imprisoned in a place far beyond reach. Hurry up! If he were ever to be released... It would spell certain doom for all existence. Is that fear I smell? Your planet will be torn to pieces, and I will Mimi, take your as I Is this yours? Be? Uh, oh my god. The gem of Paraxidite. Whoever wields it is able to command me. Go over there. Uh, and wait for us to come back in the morning. You will suffer an eternity for this! Bye! Mom, Dad, I want you to meet Psycho Gorman, or PG for short. I will bathe in your blood. Don't worry. Be worried. Slow down! He's gonna kill everybody, not unless I tell him to. What did you three maniacs get up to? Um, this is getting a little weird. Must come to an end. She will enslave the galaxy into endless servitude. Kill him! Cool. He will not stop the ultimate evil has awoken. There's a new god in town, and his name. 
Psycho Gorman. It was nice meeting you. It would be nicer if you were dead. Alright, bye. Psycho Gorman, how could I not? How could I not pick this movie and have it in my top three? This movie was everything I want in an old school genre flick. It had the gore effects were insane. The practical effects were amazing. That kind of ties into the first one, but still, I don't care, whatever. The acting, look, say what you want about that little girl, but the idea was for her to act in an over-the-top manner. That was the gist. That was her gimmick. That was what was supposed to be done. That's how her her character was supposed to be handled. And I think that went over a lot of people's heads, especially when they critiqued this film and how annoying she was and how something didn't feel right with her. Newsflash, that's the point. So, yeah, all in all, it made me laugh so much. It still continues to make me laugh. I watched this film a good four or five times, and every time, regardless, I'm on the floor in tears. Um, and, yeah, it, I, I don't know how else to just bring this all together. Um, also, a previous episode on Film Attack. Check that out for my further thoughts on the movie. But, yeah, Psycho Gore Man, definitely a top three. Um, it's probably going to end up being on my top three for the end of the year overall, too. So, uh, your number two. Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> All right, it's your turn to talk about it now. <laughs> I really like, I've always been a fan of Godzilla. I haven't seen all the movies, but I've always. There's I've, a lot of them. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to watch all of the movies. Uh, but I, I really liked it because when. Godzilla came out just like I forget what it was called. It was just Godzilla, right? It's called Godzilla. Yeah, just In Godzilla. 2014, yeah, the first one, Godzilla. That's all they called it. No, I mean the one with Millie Bobby Brown. Which one did they? Call? Oh, King of the Monsters. The yeah, se- that was the King second the- one. Yeah, the second one. I really um. What am I getting? I don't even know what I was about to say. I had something in mind. Talking about Millie Brown. <laughs> Millie Brown. Is that her name? <laughs> <laughs> What's her name? She goes by her middle name, too. What's her middle name? Millie Bobby Brown. Oh, Bobby Brown. Ha, 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 ha. Now I get it. <laughs> but I I really, I like the first one a lot. And then when they, when they put Skull Mountain into it, I remember you saying something about it. You're like, just wait, they're going to make a third one with King of Kong in well, it. Well, at the end of... Skull Island, they have that mm-hmm. stinger that's uh, the post credit scene that, that, that teases Monarch, the company mm-hmm. behind all the films. Yeah, and I was like, uh-huh, sure. Because <laughs> I've never seen Godzilla, nor did I think they were going to make a movie about him with Godzilla or King Kong. I've never knew King Kong. Now, when you say the first Godzilla you really like, do you mean King of the Monsters? Yeah. That's that not one. the first. That's the Listen, second one. that's the first one I've seen. Oh. Well, but, you gotta be specific with the audience. <laughs> <laughs> but, I really, because I like how they took Kong and Godzilla and they're fighting and then you see whatever Millie Bobby Brown's character's name is. With all her friend group, and they're just going off trying to figure out their own little thing. See, that little side adventure was the thing I did not like about Godzilla vs. Kong. I thought it was a bit much. I Mm -hmm. got it. I understand the importance of it and why it couldn't be cut. But, I don't know. It's still fun, entertaining stuff Mm -hmm. overall. I just wouldn't necessarily, if I had to, you know, 
have a, a con, that would be a con for the, me. The only thing I didn't like about it was how you you saw more of Godzilla versus like Kong and all that more than you saw their little adventure. And you only saw well, little it's, snippets. It's called Godzilla I versus Kong. So. I know that, but I feel like they should have put them like together or something like that. I don't know. But incorporate her more into the main storyline. Yeah, because she was more into the first, not the first. She's like a movie. sidekick in this one. Yeah, and it's just like what she has this huge adventure she's on, and we like barely even see it. We just see the important part about it. Good, I, of course I'm for that. I'm for less, <laughs> is, less is more. So I don't know. But yeah. Anything else you want to talk about with King Kong and Godzilla? I like the ending and how like. There is a robot. <laughs> okay, so spoiler alert for those who have not seen Godzilla vs. Kong. Um, cut to about 30 seconds if, if you've never seen the movie. But Mecha Godzilla. We can finally talk about Mecha Godzilla. The worst kept secret in Hollywood, <laughs> might I add. Because I've known about that being a part of the film for the last like two years or so. Uh, it's been a while, maybe not that long, but it's been a long time since I've known for, you know that I've known about Godzilla or Mecha Godzilla. Um, I like that end battle with him. Yeah. Especially how it took place in Tokyo with all the lights, the neon lights. It was pretty. It was so pretty. It was fun. And then all of a sudden you get this one scene with Millie and all of them. And they're just like, what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> they're just confused. They weren't even there for the main battle. <laughs> all right. Number two. You said a man wants to see me. Allie Albert. Can't come in here. What is he, white? Oh, boy. So what's the score? We're sending a man that works in an office to pick something up. You are part of a babysitting team watching his family while he does it. Good morning. Everything is normal, except... What do you want? Is that something you'd say? Normal Monday? I'm gonna shoot you right now. Can I go home now? Wait at the house after. What do you mean after? Right off of your feet. What is going What's on? What's going on, big guy? Yeah, what are we doing? We're following instructions. Are you helping me or are you not helping me? No, 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 no. Thank you. Set up, man. God called me, offering me $10,000 to turn you in. 15 for the white guy. Think you're the only one that can make a move? I can make a move, too. Have the keys. Like to listen to the radio. Uh, I'm gonna shoot you right now. Organized crime, like the mob. Well, I guess that's a sixty-four thousand dollar question. And it's been a long day. I put this over you so I can relax. Thank you. You having a good time? Slip up at work. Well, I don't think that's the end of that. You chickened out. Oh. The problem is, you're not smart enough to know how not smart you are, which makes you unpredictable, which makes you untrustworthy. Why are you doing this, man? Because I'm going to get what's mine. I'm sorry. I'm gonna punch you now, sir. I'm punching you. 
This is going to be a punch. Boom, boom, boom. So my number two is a film that just came out, actually, just last week. It was so good, I had to make it number two. HBO Max and Warner Brothers put out Steven Soderbergh's first film, and I think this is his first studio film since Magic Mike. I might be wrong, but I think that's the last studio film that he did, which was almost 10 years ago. And this was not... It was more than just a return to form. It felt like an old-school gangster classic um like a nitty noir it's definitely a film that takes place in the 60s um it's a it's since it's a film that takes place in the 60s i i like the uh the look i wasn't crazy about his camera that he used to to, to shoot it, the lens, it, it's kind of like makes the picture look like a fisheye lens because on the sides, it was kind of like, I, I don't know, for those of you who are familiar with fisheye lens, that's kind of what Steven Soderbergh used for the making out of this movie. It wasn't specifically a fisheye lens, but it was definitely a, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say a unique sort of lens that he used that I'm not sure I'm a fan of. I mean, I'm mixed on it. I, I, I appreciate him trying something different, but I don't know. The end execution just didn't really work for me. It kind of distracted me in a couple scenes. So um, overall, though, it had a bunch of stuff coming that I didn't see coming. But it had a bunch of stuff that happened, especially towards the end, that I didn't see coming. Uh Huge cast, not an all-timer as far as like movies with huge casts, but it's it's definitely a pretty big cast for a Soderbergh flick. And also, Doug the Cameo at the end. If you're a Soderbergh fan, I think you can predict who the Cameo is from a mile away. But um, still seeing him or her pop up um, brought a smile to my face, and I said to myself, now it's a Steven Soderbergh film. Alright, so the the knee the, the, the bee's knees what? The, the top stock, I don't know, the number one, what you got, what is it? The the, the the king of the list. What's your favorite film of the year so far? Spiral. <laughs> Cause I was I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan of the Saw franchise. Cause I'm just not a huge fan of gore, like whatsoever. I can't even take a little like scratch it's just i can't do it so it was just i could watch some of this gore and not be grossed out by it and i don't know why well i can add to that because it was definitely more on the tamer side mm-hmm. for as far as saw films go yeah because and like i've just never i've seen some of the saw movies not I, i've showed you the first three yeah and I wasn't, I won't say I'm a huge fan of it. I'd watch them again, but I don't think I'd feel like on my own. See, Let's I've, I've always loved the story. The thing I take from the Saw films is how it stuck to one continuous story and how each entry was kind of like an epi- a new episode of like this big fucked up um, uh, soap opera. This big fucked up soap opera. And I, I like the story aspect of the film. Um... This film definitely starts a new story, 
but hopefully if we yeah. get more, it sticks to the path. It's, it stays on path and doesn't, you know, go off doing its own thing. Mm-hmm. I also like how they put, like, comedy into it, and they didn't make it That's serious. Chris Rock for you. Yeah. That's, that's the Chris Rock half. Uh, and they didn't, effect. like, they didn't just put, like, all the other Saw movies I've seen, it's, like, serious. Like, it has to do this, it has to be like that, no jokes. But then, all of a sudden, you see Spiral, and it's like, since when? Like, huh? Yeah. So. Definitely. Alright. Number one. Place Part 2 is probably, I'm going to go out on a wild, wild limb here and say that A Quiet Place Part 2, bold statement here, is my favorite sequel of all time. I just said it. I just said those words, and I mean it. This film did everything a sequel needs to do or should do. This film took what the first one gave us and elevated it. That's what a sequel should do. The fir- this this movie gave the first film a whole new perspective to look at, heightening you know an already established story. So far, that's what a sequel should do. M- more, we got a little bit more of of the uh, the action and creature stuff. That's good. Killian Murphy's character, uh, definitely a welcoming addition to the series. He's a fine replacement for John Krasinski. Um, the, the movie overall, like I said, it, it just elevates everything that the first one already provided us. And it brings a new set of, um, I don't know, it makes you look at the first one differently as well in, 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 in some ways. Um... And I just love this movie from start to finish. It was just so much better than I thought it could be. 
And that's why I'm sitting here still thinking about it a month after seeing the film. And I can't wait to see it again because it, it was so good. So good that I just said probably the dumbest thing. I'm not saying it's dumb. I'm saying that the listeners probably think that's the dumbest thing I've ever said. But I mean it. Sitting here on July 11th, 2021 at 11.30 a.m. Telling the world in a podcast that A Quiet Place Part 2 is my favorite sequel ever. And I mean it. Check it out for yourself, guys. Or don't. That's your prerogative. But that's my favorite film of the year so far. Something tells me that's not going to change when the second half rolls around. And that wraps our top 10. Well, my top 10. Your top 5. <laughs> films of the year so far. Definitely check back at the end of the year when we have a complete list of all the films. Might do a top 20. Might keep it at 10. Who knows? Kind of curious as to what my colleague Sean's take on uh, the year so far in film is and what his favorite films have been. Haven't really talked to him outside of work. So, uh, yeah. That wraps up the podcast. That wraps up the top 10. And before we get out of here, I just want to remind you guys, you can check out previous episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Pocket Cast, and wherever else you enjoy your favorite shows. Check out the website at podpage.com slash the-film-effect-podcast. That's a one-stop shop for everything film effect related, including a direct link to the web store, or a direct link to the merch store, direct links to all of our previous episodes. Um, you can have, you can leave requests there for future episodes. Um, it's a neat little site I put together a couple weeks back. I'm happy with it. Um, until we get more of a known audience, and that's when I'll eventually get around to having our own URL and our own website when we're not, you know, in conjunction with somebody else's. You know, we're, we'll be our own thing, but that won't happen until we start, you know, we install until it starts making more sense, you know, as, as far as that goes. But for now, I'm really happy with the way things are going. To everyone who's been listening, thank you so much. It means the world. Um, if you're able to leave us a five star rating and review, or just a rating, or just a review, either way is fine. It really helps with the show, it helps with the algorithm, it helps us get known. It, you know, pushes us up it, so that more people can check us out. And uh, that's the goal, right? So I just want to have our Film Effect family grow. And uh, so, yeah. In the meantime, check out our other podcast that Mads and I co-host together, Mad Dad Movie Review. We have a whole assortment of previous episodes <laughs> over there that we did last year. I mean, from August to December, we were on a roll. And uh took a break, but now we're back. And uh, our comeback episode was released a couple weeks back. And our first episode back, which is The Maze Runner, will be releasing next week. After that, we'll have new episodes every two weeks. So check us out. Mad Dad Movie Review is the name. And yeah, Mads, thank you so much for doing this with me. It was fun. You want anything, anything you want to add before we get out of here? I don't know. All right. <laughs> that being said, until the curtains... Go, I, I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. That's Sean's business, not mine. He handles the outro, not me. So... I'm just going to bid you all a farewell 
Thanks for listening. Check us out later on this week. We'll be back with Point Break. Check you later.